Josh and I'm James. Welcome to this week's episode of the Two Little Jays. Yes, indeed. Episode twelve today. Episode twelve. Mm. Uh, we're back in Brisbane, good we old are. Bris Vegas. Mm. No more Melbourne, unfortunately. No, back, back to, to the, the humidity. Yeah, back to the real Black. world of the heat and the humidity. Yeah, but that's okay. Back home, it's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nah, but uh, Josh and I have actually swapped places today. Yeah, uh, we normally sit on the same side of each other. Every time we do the podcast. Yeah, so I'm usually to James's right, but this week I'm to James's left. This is weird. Left. I'm feeling weird, mate. But, you it's know, like we're living life on the edge. I suppose I'm going to have to assume your personality traits, and you will have to assume mine just to keep it, you know, some semblance of order. <laughs> Otherwise we'll just descend into chaos. Yeah, it'll just be you and I trying to talk over each other the entire time, even more than normal, and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. Look, uh, today we're going to be talking about... Oh, have we got admin? Admin. We're going to start with admin. Admin, we're back in Brisbane. Back. Yeah, we mentioned that one. Um, oh. Other bits of admin. We're actually recording during the day. We are. We for, never record during the day. Yeah, for the first time. Well, we recorded Second during the day we did it in, in Melbourne. Melbourne. That doesn't count, though. Yeah, a little bit different. And uh, we, we're not uh, accompanied by a third person today. No, not um, today. Oh, we don't have a drink today. We don't have a drink oh, either. I had a coffee, but I have finished it. Unfortunately, what a bummer. No um, coffee, we're going dry. Yeah, yeah. It's a dry yeah. podcast. Dry uh, November. <laughs> dry That's not a thing. Um, November, you doing November? Oh, I'm, I'm actually starting a job on Monday in banking, and apparently they don't look very kindly on facial hair. Really? Apparently. Oh, that's bullshit. So I've got to get the baby face going at least for a little bit until I've got the confidence up to sort of bend the rules. Well, look, on that note of uh, talking about starting your job Monday, um, mm. we thought that today we would talk about all things employment-related. Mate, that segue was tailor-made. Yeah, it was. That was really good. You're welcome. Um, cheers, mate. Now that you've spelt out that bloody segue, <laughs> I always do it. <laughs> um, so, anyway, look, work, jobs, employers, uh, self-employment, I'm going to try to... I mean, a lot of these things will come into play uh, predominantly if you are uh, an employee, um, but, uh, I mean, it's all work-related, so, yeah, yeah uh, Josh and I thought we'd share some, uh, observations or, or experience, experiences. Yeah, some experiences, uh, so, stories we've had of, uh, all sorts of elements of, uh, you know, trying to earn, trying to earn a living. Yeah, trying to, you know, pay the bills, make sure that, you know, Vodafone doesn't call you and say that you've, your thing's expired, or your Netflix has run out and you can't Netflix and chill anymore. Or Spotify is like, damn, you got no more premium. Fuck! That, that would be just hell. As, just as random examples. That would be hell. That would be hell. <laughs> <laughs> just as random examples. No more Netflix to chill! Fuck! No, I'm just kidding. You're just going to have to skip right to the chill. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Soz babe, got no Netflix. We're just going to have to chill. Literally. Yeah. Literally chill. Yeah. My no. friend's name's... I've got a friend named Phil and he calls it Netflix and Phil. <laughs> Because you get a whole... But I hope he spells it as he spells his name and not F-I-L-L. A whole mess of Because that would be... That would be a bit too much for me. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> jeez. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, speaking of going to work, let's start with pulling sickies. Yes, indeed. Are you not going to work? Um, look... <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to look... I can see that one over your head, so I had to explain that yeah. one. I'm going to look really bad in this episode. 
Right, particularly with this segment. You're, you're the king of pulling sickies. Mate, I don't pull a lot of sickies. I actually... Look, some jobs, I've been a better employee than other jobs. I'm actually a really good employee if I enjoy the job. And I think that's the secret to happiness, really. If you like, Well, not happiness, but in, empl- or work-related happiness, anyway. Um, work-related, career-related fulfillment is that you definitely have to just enjoy what you do. And then, as Warren Buffett says, tap dance to work. So... Um, it's like you're happy to go to work. Yeah, you're like you, dancing. You, exactly. You have to be excited to go to your job. Like in that scene in The Simpsons where Mr. Smithers is walking down the street and he's going, yeah. I work for Monty Burns, mm. m- 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 and so on. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, you just have to tap dance to work. That's finding, like, when you find a job that you are excited to go to and do every day, you know, maybe it isn't an employable you know, sort of a rather you're not maybe you're not an employee in that job in that role. You might be creating jobs for other people, um, starting your own business. There's heaps of there are so so many ways to make money in the world uh, that people don't really realise. They think that they just have to be employees. But at the same time as well, some people I don't think your job always necessarily has to be your passion. I think it at the end of the day it has to be something that you bare minimum tolerate. I think it has to be a passion. Well, what I was saying is, you know, some people's passions, it may not just be practical to do that as a job. It may just be what is that. that well, I, I don't know. Like, if you, Give if me you an just, example. Well, I, I don't know. What, what if your passion is looking out the window and just... Your passion can't be looking out the window. What are you doing <laughs> when you're looking out the window? You're thinking think about just, stuff. Yeah, well, you're thinking about... What are you thinking about? Previous experiences. Okay, previous experiences. So, what about sharing those experiences with other people? Right? What, what if you start a vlog, a YouTube channel, where you talk about these sorts of things? You could be very, very popular and make a lot of money out of that. You could be. So, but like... In, and the, in the interim, though, mm-hmm. slash, if that doesn't work out... You know, you have to have a job that pays the bills at the end of the day. Yeah, until um, that becomes successful. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, your job has to be at least something you tolerate, at least if not in the short term mm. or medium term. But with people who, for whatever reason, they've got a passion, but they just don't want to make a career out of it. They don't really, you know, think they're good enough or whatever. But whatever. that's limiting beliefs. That's their own choice not to do that. But the point I'm trying to make is that's when the the skill of hobbies comes over because what, yeah. what if your passion is getting fucking smashed every night like then you getting be a completely promoter. inebriated on the floor yeah then the way to do that the way to make money out of doing that is to create uh, a channel for you to invite other people then you have leverage but what if it is just simply an interest like you don't want to make a career out of it it's just an interest then that's like a hobby oh then that's their own like that's a flaw in their thinking it's a flaw in their thinking because if they if it is truly their passion, then they should be doing that instead of anything else. They should be making money doing that so that they can be because if it's if it's your passion, then you should be spending all your time doing that. You would want to be spending all your time doing that. You would do anything to find a way to be doing that instead of anything else. What about if you're not that passionate? You're not just you're just not a passionate person then it means that you haven't found your passion. Okay. Fair anyway. There's always, like, when you, when you have something that you're passionate about, you just 
go for it. You just do it. Yeah. Because you just love it. Like, when you wake up every day, that's what you want to do. That's about that tap dancing to work that Warren Buffett says, right? Um, but anyway, the reason that we've brought up the sickies is because I am not passionate about the job that I currently have, and I haven't gone to work for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And counting. And counting. They've given up calling me. I was talking to them the first few days. I was sick, actually. What t- so it started by me being sick. I lost my voice. I'm doing a sales job, and um, I lost my voice. So I can't be on the phone all day because I can't... If I Excuse me. If I can't speak, I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. So, yeah, it, it began as me losing my voice, and then I, I wasn't feeling fulfilled doing this job. It's not really aligned with my why, my purpose. So, um, yeah, I mean, so what I've done instead is, uh, I mean, other things have come to me in, in the meantime anyway, like um, I've had a friend talk to me about connecting him with investors for a project he wants to do. Um, I've got another guy who's contacted me about building my, well, because I've been building my personal brand online. It's, uh, oh, I'll share it with you. It's Jim Sesh, J-I-M-S-E-S-H. That's on Instagram. That's, uh, yeah, Instagram. But, um, yeah, so I'm building that personal brand for myself as well. Um, and this guy wants to promote me online, you know, um, sharing my thoughts, my views, you know, my opinions, my beliefs with people online. So that's, uh, that's something that I'm going to be doing as well, which is going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to do that. So my, I kind of digress a bit. Yeah. This job is not aligned with who I am. So I haven't got to work. So that's the short of it. Basically, long term, you want to be in the position where that spiel about living your passion is times 50 and it's people pay for it. No. What do, what do you mean? Like me talking about it? Yeah, you like telling people about living your passion. Oh, I'm going to show people how to live their passion. Oh. That's exactly what we're Like, it's not just about me being like, yeah, living your passion is the shit. I am going to show people how to take action, live their passion every day. So that means that they don't have to worry about reporting to some shithead boss or hating their life. Because think about it, like every every day you have obviously 24 hours, right? You spend approximately, we're going to approximate, about eight of those hours sleeping, eight of those hours doing things, preparing yourself for work or, or whatever, or your daily life in your, in your, you know, your spare time or whatnot, you know, eating, showering, cleaning. Hmm? The weekend. The weekend is two days, it's different. It, it's, and it's only two out of seven anyway. So, um, and then the other eight hours is working. So a third of your day, you know, uh, uh, on average, that's about a third of your, your life. At least your work, definitely your working life, right? About, about a third of the time you spend, right? Which is half the time you spend awake, because eight hours is spent sleeping. Half the time you spend awake is working. Who wants to spend that miserable? I'd rather spend that doing something that I'm passionate about, something that I love doing, waking up and doing every day, tap dancing to work, right? So um, I'm going to show people how to do that. But uh, anyway, we've kind of uh, digressed a little bit um, from what we actually want to talk about. A little bit. James, but, um, James gets a little bit carried away when it comes to this. When, when it comes to stuff I'm passionate about like this, I just keep going. Yeah. So um, look, we want to talk more about uh, the workplace specifically. So, so Josh... Hmm. I did mention so you've been working in an office job yep. um, before I was in the office I was in the bar I can hmm. talk a little bit about that but uh, I want to get you to, uh, to tell us a bit more about what it's like 
working in the office and the office culture? Um, well, my previous employer um, had a very interesting culture um, for anyone listening out there that I uh, used to work with, since mm. that is now my old job, um, will know exactly what I mean. Um, and I think this is this is something that isn't necessarily unique to this employer. Um, obviously, the the world of business, the world of finance, uh, the world of you know just the nine to five office job, is notorious for being. You know, full of people who love to climb the ladder. You know, they're mm. just looking for that next promotion, that next pat on the back from management. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of that sort of stuff going on. A they lot sort of kissing of, ass. Yeah, they sort of get under your skin a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, those people sort of get under your skin a little bit. Um, like you know, I regard myself as you know, you know, someone who mm. would like to proceed in a company, but I wouldn't regard myself as from the moment I get there to the moment I leave I'm working on getting promoted for some people like that's more important than the actual job they're doing or the actual work they're doing is getting that promotion getting that prestige at the next step up yeah. uh, those notorious ladder climbers um, uh, obviously going along with that as well as you know people can be a little bit two-faced yeah, as well I, I think a lot of these people are really absorbed by their own egos it's quite egocentric. Like, you know, the world of, you know, law, like, you know, for, for anyone out there who watches Suits, you know, they're very <laughs> ego-driven. Obviously, that's a dramatisation for TV, but uh, yeah. there is a little bit of that going on, albeit on a, on a lighter level. They're not really fulfilled. The thing is, like, most people, most people in their jobs aren't fulfilled. And um, I won't go on again, but, you know, that's why I want to... That's why I'm doing something different, hmm. very different to most people. And Josh and I went to a great uni. Um, you know, I'm still there finishing my last subject. Got an exam in a week. Damn. Um, we're at UQ, we're like UQ. Most of the people we went to uni with are corporates. You know, hmm. they're they're yep. they're out there in law or business or you know economics or whatever, and um, they're all out there in office jobs, um, the corporate life, which isn't isn't my thing. Took me it took me six years of uni to realise it wasn't my thing. Um, six years of a business degree, a commerce degree in finance, to realise it wasn't for me. Um, but at least I got that solid background. Yeah. And um, Josh did economics and he was like, I'll never be in finance. Next minute, yeah, financial planning and now banking. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Well, that's, uh, <clears throat> I guess, just the difference between what you learn on paper and what you do in the real world are very different things and you know yeah. we've, we've said several times that we don't necessarily think that you know uni is the be all and end all you know to doing definitely what you want to do definitely um, not you know we could probably go on we could probably make an episode actually I think we have the intention of making an episode about university so stay tuned for that yeah but uh, yeah going back to the office culture um, mm. there's a, a certain element with people who like you said aren't passionate or maybe they're just lazy um, to come up with some creative ways of avoiding work. Yeah. And I know that you've come up with one very creative way of avoiding work. Uh, the, you know, the <laughs> traditional ways of avoiding work are, you know, the, the coffee break every half an hour. Yeah, oh, I'm just going to go off and get a coffee. Get yeah, or something or like that. Or, you know, the old chat around the water cooler, although I'm not sure how many places actually have water we coolers. Have water co we have, really? well, we technic technically have, because I'm still employed there, well, well to the best of your knowledge. I haven't had an email or text message to say that I'm sacked yet. Um, but uh, I'm going back to the bar. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to be a bartender again. I want to call around the bar. 
No, you have a post-mix gun. You can put water any time. Or you sometimes have that Gatorade, t- Gatorade tub they oh, put yeah, on the there on Sundays. Sunday. Yeah. That's because lots of people drink water. Because they're pinging. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, they actually have water cool in my place. But uh, yeah, so the, the way that I have had a problem with is that, well, like, if you have to go to the toilet, you have to go to the toilet. Yes. It's true. I'm not. I'm not when, disputing that. When duty calls, duty calls. You when know, and duty. sometimes I've taken <laughs> duty. Um, sometimes you take a little bit long. How long? Well, sometimes you know you got to get business done. How long? <laughs> what, like what? Twenty minutes? Half an hour? Nah, not not any longer than half an hour. Sometimes like. Sometimes it's it's a it's a difficult day. I think a half hour toilet break is very very generous. I mean, considering like you said, eight hours of your day is work, nine to five. That's a lot an of hours. Hour, an hour of that is your lunch break. Yeah. And then so you've got seven hours left. Half an hour of that. So you've got one fourteen. Uh, what is that? One fourteenth mm-hmm. of your day spent crapping. <laughs> Not always. Not all, well. But whenever, not always. But I don't know because when you first <laughs> told me this story about your lengthy toilet breaks, you, <laughs> mate, I don't go to toilet. You're, you're starting, you're starting to sort of backpedal away from what you originally told me all those years ago. Well, what did what did I tell you? You told me that you would go to a different floor because that floor was quieter oh, or yeah, empty yeah, that's or true, something. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And you would stay up there for. Mate, it was a much better floor, much cleaner. It was nicer. <laughs> you would stay up there for an extended period of time to the point that. I wouldn't. You... It's not like I was just sitting there. I was like, <laughs> well, what? Technically, I was just sitting there, but I was doing stuff. I think you just need more fibre in your diet if it's taking you that long. Nah, nah, mate. Sometimes good things take time. <laughs> <laughs> good things. Um, and you got to get the work done. you got to do it. When a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. <laughs> when, when you said that you didn't do it every day, you did it frequently enough for... For someone to get annoyed. For me. someone to get annoyed and think that you were actually just skipping work yeah. and wandering the street. They literally did think that, which is Because <laughs> they saw you going into the elevator and disappearing for an hour. Yeah. Or however long it was. Yeah. That sucks. So, I actually got pulled up on it, where they were like, you, you are taking unusual breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I it actually fits my unusual bowel and I, movements. And I was like, sorry, but I was actually in the toilet. <laughs> and then, but like, do you think and they don't believe me? They didn't. No. Well, if someone's like, because how I I don't know how frequently you did it, but if someone is in the toilet for what half realize, an hour to something. an hour, I'll explain something in a second. Because I realised what it was. They were jealous that <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think of it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. What I realised it was is that caffeine messes me up. Yeah, you're, you're big into coffee back then. I used to drink a lot of coffee. And man, it it did not affect me well. But anyway, um, now I drink decaf, don't have the same problem anymore. So it's like full caffeine. But it's only coffee caffeine. Not, uh... Not, could uh, have been the milk thing as well. Could have been milk. I'm lactose intolerant as well. So anyway... Basically, all these things compounded, and I got in a lot of trouble for just going to the bathroom. So I basically, I've gotten close to losing my job a couple of times, like (laughs) two, two different office jobs. 
Because I've had to go to the bathroom. Like, you know me, I'm usually not on the side of management, but I think that's kind of... It, it's kind of getting towards the point of unreasonable. Oh, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think I should be having toilet breaks like that. I, <laughs> but if I need to go, I need to go. I can't help it. Okay. Let me tell you, the value that I bring to a workplace <laughs> far exceeds that half hour that is missed. If okay. it is a half hour or 20 minutes or 15 or 10, you know, however short it may be. Oh. But, um, or long. <laughs> but um, I guarantee you that the value that I bring to the workplace is far, far greater than that cost of half hour. Like, when I work somewhere, I bring an attitude and enthusiasm that no one else I've ever met brings to an, a, a workplace. It's just that, that energy. And that's, that's why it's As long as awesome it's something you want to do. Because otherwise you can be quite disruptive if it's something you don't want to do. Oh, even at the place that I'm working now, technically. Even at this place. Um, the, like, the guys in the office call me the yes guy. Because I'm like, yes! I just get the energy going. It's all about that energy. Um, especially in sales, you've got to keep everyone's energy up. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, one, that's one of the more creative ways to skip out on work, having extended toilet breaks. Yeah. Um, Something that... As well as just the, you know, talking and not doing anything. The yeah. old playing on your phone, that's another classic one to try and skip out on oh, yeah, doing stuff. But uh, let's talk Something about... Something that you're a bit more familiar with, Josh. Yes, and that is being uh, hungover at work. Yeah. So you actually have a valid reason instead of just being lazy to not do work because you feel like you're going to vomit. Yeah. And you just need to rest. Um, so this... I don't think I've actually been hungover, hungover at but my see, office job for quite a while at least. It was mainly back when I was working at Coles and, you know, I was yeah. freshly 18. I'm like, you know, who cares? It's but only yeah. a job working on the checkout. And I just go out and have a massive night, not get home until 6, rock up to work at 8 o'clock. just want to make a quick comparison here. This one is just a purely irresponsible decision. The previous one can't be helped. You can't help that. But this one, this is your choice. You make an active choice the day before to go, you know what, I'm going to get fucked up today. Tomorrow's me, you can deal with it. Or whatever people say, you know. So, yeah, making that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you've been tired at work, really tired. I suppose that's kind of comparable. Consistently. With yeah, yeah, every Thursday. Almost every day. Almost <laughs> every day. Oh, mate. Just a party animal. No, I'm just always tired. Um, God bless Like, I, like I am right today. Like, I'm very tired today. Me too. But, um... We had a big one last night. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... I can't remember what we were talking about. Being hungover at work. Yeah. Not very fun. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where, you, uh, um... You know, this was back at my Coles job, working on the checkout, and I've been, uh... You know, scanning away, doing stuff, and I've, you know, quite... Coolly and calmly... Finished serving the customer I was serving, closed my checkout down, and had to make a quick dash to the bathroom to have a bit of a sneaky vom. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because you're standing up, you're under the fluorescent lights, everything's really bright, yeah. you're standing up, you're dehydrated, like you're not doing something... You've never told me that before. I didn't think it was something that was really needing to, like, oh, just so you know, I had a vom at work today. Like, I, I, I didn't know that, that you've been that hungover at work. Oh, it was a very, very long time ago. Back when I was like 18, oh. 19. Back when I was oh, yeah. a bit of a lightweight and, you know, we'd go out and those nights where we would pull all-nighters, 
yeah. you know, it'd be the sun would be up by the time we get, uh, you know, leave the bar or the club or whatever. I'd get home, change, yeah. shower, or shower, change, have something to eat. I'm in the car on my way to work, probably still drunk. Mate, you're an animal. Oh, those days are long behind me now. I don't think my body could keep up. No, we partied now. pretty hard last night. I'm surprised you're alive today. Yeah, well, I had yeah. a lot more to drink than you did, and I was completely fine, managed to bounce back. But, yeah, uh, there was one point where we had uh, we had some Jager bombs, and Josh was like, man, if you think that's the last shot you're going to have tonight, you are sadly mistaken. And it was. And it actually <laughs> turned out to be yeah, the last shot we had. That, Damn! That was because I got distracted. But... Um, <laughs> By dancing. We had every intention to have another <laughs> I had every intention, but then I got distracted. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah being hungover at work is not fun mm. at all. Hell it no. takes everything you hate about your job, regardless yeah. of whether you're passionate or not about a job, there are elements of your job you don't like doing, yep. and it just magnifies it, oh, yeah. because your tolerance, your yeah, uh, patience zero. is just nil. Yep. Yep. Oh, gee. And on top of that, you're trying to you know, keep keep your lunch down. Well, yeah. Well, on the on the point of uh, you know being hungover at work, that can be, you know, magnified. It makes the following even worse. Yeah, that can be magnified when you have a customer facing job or client facing job, where you have to smile. You, you have to always got to be, you have to on. be alert, chirpy. Mm. Bam, bam, bam. You're just hey. the, the physical embodiment hey, of. Yeah, great thanks, man. Oh, yeah, good thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. how's your day going? Oh, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, I drank about 10 drinks last night, and I can still taste a <laughs> fucking cigarette ash <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> I have a bit of vomit in my mouth. <laughs> how's your day going? <laughs> I want to vomit, but it's not going to Jeez. So, yeah, it can be magnified when you've got a smile. So, and, and especially in these jobs. And I actually know some uh, some girls I know have been very... Uh, annoyed when you've got a customer who says this, or a, a manager or a bot, you know, somebody like your someone who, who leads you, say, "Tell them to smile." Do you think that that's unnecessary? Do you think that that's unreasonable? Um, I think because I, w- I was always one of those people on the checkout who was a little bit of a grouch. Well, yeah. I was like, I didn't really want to be there. Oh, I can like, see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like bloody these, these, these days, like I'm very like you know, comfortable and happy to like, I'm, I'm generally quite cheery with clients. Mm. Um, and you know, if I'm not particularly in a good mood, like I can generally, you know, put it on for a, for a couple of minutes of a phone call. But I think I, you'd usually start a shift at like, this is going back to Coles, quite cheery. But then if it's four hours straight mm. of being, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Like, you know, it just tires you out. And eventually you're just like, hey, here's your bloody food get out like you yeah, know, yeah it is after a, a while like you get you get worn down yeah i mean i suppose that's why a lot of um a lot of people in hospitality become very jaded yeah, yeah. um but you know i i'm all, i'm the guy who I'm, I'm the kind of guy who when it gets to you know one two in the morning uh even midnight right and it, and things start to get really tough things start to get really hard um when everyone's been working, crazy hours, maybe they've had a half hour break for all day in 12, 14, 15 hours, they've had a half hour break, yep. or not, they might have gone straight. And um, it gets to, to the late part of the night, um, and I rally. I'm like, guys, we are on the home stretch. We got this shit. Yep. Let's do this. Get your smiles on. Boom. We are going to smash out the end of the night. Yep. 
on the battlefield. I think about it as a battlefield. That's why another reason why I love hospitality is because when you're you are literally not literally you are going to war. Not literally though. You're going to war and you are in the trenches. When you've got not when you're three deep, right? Basically, if you've got like three rows of people, you know, more even one, one deep, two deep, three. You've got more, six deep at the bar, six rows, and they're there. You are in the trenches, fighting off the people. Fight them off, just smashing out the drinks, left, right, and center. They are the days that I live for. The high energy. I love it. Um, so I'm really excited to be a bartender again. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. But, um, but uh, I'm all about that smile. You know, just, just yeah. like get that positivity, that energy, that enthusiasm, and sharing that with other people, getting them into a positive mood. High fives. Just get the physical energy going again. Yeah, and like you're one of the people who are obviously very enthusiastic, very mm. high energy. Yeah. And I would say, at least I used to be, uh, maybe less so now, but one of the people who are like, you know, you go in there, you do the technical elements. I'm not saying you don't do the technical elements of your job correctly, but mm. like they're more like go in there, do the job, leave. And mm. like going back to your original question of like the manager being like, smile, hand out this shit do this, do this, like, so you know, that's, this, a that, boss. that's not a leader, in my opinion, no, and exactly. I've got a whole no, conversation absolutely. about that, like, you know, that's, that's a com- discussion for another day, yeah. but, like, you know, I don't think service, good service doesn't look like one thing. Yeah, it does. What, okay, what does good service look like then? Good service is, is about, so are you talking about hospitality, or are you talking about retail? They're all very similar. Well, exactly. They're all like, they're so all very, very gen- similar. Generally, there's yeah, there, there's like common elements of like you know be friendly. You're talking about an office, or because the thing is, there's there's a professional service which isn't necessarily as um, as personable, mm. right? Because you know you, you can even make a comparison. So say let's make a comparison between the office world, the business world, and um, the hospitality world. Is that do you think this is a a good place to start? Uh, well, the, the point I was going to make, and this might summarise what you're about to say, is that, yeah, there's the difference between professional service and, like, regardless of whatever service it is, mm. there are common elements of, you know, be friendly, don't insult the customer, you know, obviously there's a lot of job-specific stuff as well, but at the end of the day, be friendly, you know, be generally positive. And yeah. I think once you've got that, service can be anything from there. So, you know, I don't... Like, if I was to go into Woolies or Coles or a bar or something like that, mm. I wouldn't think that I had received good service if the person there was, like, annoyingly, infectiously happy and enthusiastic. Oh, of course. It's not about that. And I want to explain the way I am isn't like that. Because there are people I see who are just... They're, they're positive, they're enthusiastic, but they're the wrong kind. It's a very annoying. It's an yeah. It, it, annoyingly it's, happy. It's not. Um. It's not that they're annoyingly happy. It's that they're not. There's something that they're missing. They're missing that personal connection with the customer. That's what they're missing. It's it's kind of like and like I'm I'm not sure if this is a this is what you're trying to sort of link to, but it's like a very fake sort of happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, not. It's disingenuous. You, yeah. You you can tell that it's you know very hi how's it going oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah yeah and like you know, you're sort of talking to them and, you know, answering their questions or 
asking them questions and having a conversation, but you never actually feel like you're yeah. having a conversation with them. Yeah. You feel like they're just giving you happy, positive sort of replies, and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Um, and so that's the imp- like that boil like that explains that scenario explains what we've talked about so far explains the importance of people when you're employing hmm. when you when you if, if you're on the other side or people that you work with you know the people that you work with ultimately define your business they provide the experience and I'm all about that experience regardless of the industry um, because the people ultimately determine you know how you're going to do business with them yeah. Whether you're buying a drink, buying a T-shirt, buying a buying a superannuation plan, mm. doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think it's like at the end of the day, there's the be friendly, there's the be, you know, to a certain element cheery in the sense of like don't be a complete downer, but there's that that what I said, the technical knowledge, and it's not just strictly technical knowledge, mm. it's the ability to make a connection with the with the customer. Yeah. Like you want a good service is a good interaction. It doesn't have to be <coughs> a, a, a positive interaction in the sense that it's super enthusiastic yeah, yeah, and cheery yeah. and you know, you, you know you walk out of the store or end the phone call feeling like you've just had rainbows shoved yeah. up your ass. Yeah, that's right. Like, it has to be like you've actually had an interaction with the person. Yeah. So like, you know, when I was like, you know, chatting on the phone, uh, chatting on the phone with a client at my current office job or when I was serving people at, you know, Coles or whatever, it was like I wasn't, you know, cheery like you know I'd just taken bloody ecstasy or something like that but like I actually had a conversation with the people they'd be you know like oh what do you do for study tell them about that that starts a conversation you actually have a conversation and you actually yeah, it's put a, it's a, a personal level it's the connection with the customer you need to make it real and authentic yeah. everything you do needs to be real and authentic so simply smiling Genuine. and thinking that is the start and end of service is incorrect of course of course yeah um I would say that in a lot of cases, like, yeah, like, you know, sure, give them a smile when you say hi and goodbye and stuff like that, but that's it. Like, you know, sometimes oh, I you think probably you don't need a smile. I think that, because otherwise people, because there is a like basic... The physi- entire thing? No. Uh, no, but, but there is a physiological response that people have when they perceive you. Like, they have a psychological and then consequently physiological response to your smile. Like, yeah. people respond positively to that. They will feel better about the interaction if you smiled than if you didn't smile. So you need to smile. Yeah. And when you smile, it actually, if you, well, there's actually, like, by changing your physiology, you can actually affect your psychology as well. If you choose to smile, then you're actually going to affect your brain. You're going to put yourself in a more positive mood. Mm. No, absolutely. But... <coughs> Yeah, like when I was at this job at Coles, at least my manager gave me the impression that her idea of good service with the smile thing is literally be like a grinning dickhead. Yeah, well then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I don't agree with Wh- that. Which again doesn't like give a genuine experience. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry that you had that experience with your manager because it's uh, given you a bad um, sort of reference experience for what a good well I've, um, like, I've, I've put it together myself yeah. in the meantime yeah like you know from other things like, like observing other yeah. people like figuring it out on my own but yeah. anyway but uh, look the next thing we want to talk about is uh, we want to talk about kind of good jobs and bad jobs so yeah. what are that, the that we've had 
But we've had, um, yeah. I admittedly haven't had a lot of jobs. Like, I've had a few jobs, but yeah. I haven't had a ton of jobs. James is definitely the man who has got a very long um, resume of jobs. Mm. I, I have worked everywhere from retail uh, to, well, I suppose that even that is broad in itself. I've got oh, segments under that. I've worked everywhere from Apple to, uh, you know, cafes, restaurants, worked in hotel, I've worked as a tutor, um, worked for a catering company, um, I've worked in sales, doing tele telesales, telemarketing, um, I've started my own business, um, shit, what else have I done? My first job, I was a trolley boy, I worked in a butcher, everything. So, yeah. I worked at Boost Juice. So it's, a, it's a very it's long, long list. I've worked in offices, um, been, been in it with accounting firms, stockbroking, everything. So yeah. yeah. So of those, give me three good jobs you've had and a reason why. Let's keep. Mate, keep, this keep isn't this isn't an interview here. Um, I'm done brief. with those things. Keep it brief. Um, and then give me your strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> and why you want to well, continue. Mate, my biggest weakness is chocolate. <laughs> no, that's Jesus actually that's actually Christ. that's actually a really good interview answer. Like th- what you need to do is give a, a comical response, and it also has an emotional response for the interviewer, right? If I was an interviewer, I'd be like, give me a real answer. Yeah, you, you have to have a follow up, good one. Yeah, oh, but that's a good one to just oh, be like, like, oh, my weakness is chocolate. I'm like, oh, good one. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you go, oh no, my real weakness is uh, I work too hard. <laughs> Oh, that's the biggest <laughs> cop out. That's almost as bad as I have no weaknesses. <laughs> oh, no weaknesses. I'm literally nah, perfect. My, my biggest weakness is um, sometimes I get too absorbed in my work and uh, I, I tend to, you know, like work long hours and, and get really tired. Like, So maybe I should, you know. I'd say my biggest, <laughs> biggest weakness is I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. But, uh, yeah, look, so good jobs. Good um, look, my, probably one of my favourite jobs. Uh, obviously, I love working in my current um, bar. Um, I've done a few, I've worked in a few other bars. Honestly, just love the industry. Love hospitality. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'm, I'm building an empire in hospitality. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, and will be for the rest of my life, really. Um, so anyway, hospitality, the hospitality industry, I, I can't really pick a favorite place that I've worked there because um, it's all incredible. Um, and I've also loved working at Apple, loved working at Apple. That was an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing, amazing place to work. Um, great people, great training. I, I can't uh, divulge any of that uh, information, but um, really, really good, really good. Apple's just an awesome place to work. And one thing they like to spruik throughout their um, recruitment process is that it is harder to get into Apple than it is to get into Harvard. They, they take less people in than Harvard does. Because a percentage of the people who apply, right? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's because everyone wants to work at Apple. And everyone thinks they can work at Apple, but not everyone thinks they can go to Harvard. Like, you know, when I got to high school, I didn't even consider applying to Harvard. There might actually be less jobs. No, Apple's big enough to... Anyway, so... Yeah. But, uh, okay, some, some good jobs I've had. I um, really enjoyed uh, actually working in the fruit and veg department of Coles. Like, looking back, that was probably one of my better jobs because, like, it was a stable job. Yes, it was, like, rostered, which isn't ideal, but uh, it was a, you know, it was a stable job. You know, I got to, you know, sort of do your own thing. It's quite, quite physical as well. Like, it was, like, you were moving around and stuff like that as well. Mm. Um... Yeah, and like those guns to, yeah, 
It's a free workout. Cancel the gym <laughs> membership when I got that job. Um, yeah, and like the conversation, the interactions that you did have with customers were a lot less like. I'll use the word staged, because when you come, to, you know, like when you come to the register, you've got your script you go through. But when you're like talking to customers out on the fruit and veg floor, they're like, oh, where's this? Where's that? Oh, like you know, what what can you tell me about this? Like it's a lot more free flowing. Just make it real when you're at the register. I mean, you won't have to. You can't no, do, do this but like there's, there's certain stuff you have to say as well. Yeah. But uh. Like, do you have a flybys card? Yeah, and thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for shopping. Yeah. I don't know. Thank um, you for shopping at Coles. Goodbye. <laughs> um, another good Just job. Just like I'm a single robotic script too. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for coming. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. um, another good job I've had is I uh, actually really enjoyed uh, working at the election, actually. Mm. Um, for those of you who have been paying attention, um, I have quite a heavy interest in politics. Um, as someone who works at the election, you're unfortunately not allowed to really comment on politics or anything like that or give your opinion if you work for the electoral commission uh, so these are the people uh, who not the people who stand outside the polling booth and spruik and you know give you those pamphlets of shit that no one reads um, it's the people who work inside for the the government basically and uh, hand you your vote paper and look after the boxes and stuff um, so I'm not in that job I'm not allowed to give uh, an opinion on what uh, I think people should vote for because that's showing uh, bias and it's actually like fraud so I could you know potentially get in a lot of trouble for doing it uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I always like Don't to do that then. no I always like to ask people in a very unbiased sort of way you know what their, what their feelings are good you know um, um, like you know obviously politics is something that I am very very interested in um, so yeah like being being part of the process and being able to talk to people like that is uh, is quite good it's a long day very long, but uh, it's good to it's good to be part of it and sort of you know be involved. That's good. It's good. It's not something I'm passionate about, but uh, it's awesome to yeah. to hear people talk about other things that they are passionate about. Well, a lot of people aren't passionate about it. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to vote. And I think you're yeah. one of those people who voting is a bit of a hassle. Bloody chore. Yeah. Um, but you but know, you still take yeah, an interest I, I in who you're voting for. And yeah, but like, I want to know why people think it is a chore. Oh, but see, that means that it's a passion of yours. If you don't under, if you can't understand why people aren't excited about it, then it means you are. No, passionate I I, about I, it. I know reasons why people aren't passionate about it, but I want to know what one of those reasons it is. So most people, it's like. Oh, you want to know my reason? Well, not yours specifically. So if you know, why ask it? Well, because like generally, it's like people don't care who's in government. They're all the same pack of bastards. Um, Oh, it's on a Saturday. I have to bloody drive all the yeah, way out that's here. The worst oh, thing. I don't know who I want to vote for, so I'm just gonna donkey vote. Like yep. you know, it's like it's it's a it's a list of reasons, and like you know, I like to know why people like which one of those reasons people are. Oh, oh I thought you were asking me a question. That was a statement. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking me what the reasons were, but you didn't know. Okay, cool. What the reasons are. Full stop. Yeah. Um. All right. So what's some what are some bad jobs you've had, James? Bad jobs. Oh, gee. Um. Being a trolley boy, my first my first two jobs, I was a trolley boy at Lutwich and then Chermside. And um, I can imagine you being like one of those scrawny fourteen year old boys pushing. I, w- I was thirteen. I was thirteen oh, pushing trolleys. It was hard. Are you allowed to work that young at thirteen? Uh, if you have consent. Oh, I thought you had to be fourteen and a half, regardless. No. Um, 
<coughs> yeah, if you have parental consent, you can. And I was getting paid five dollars an hour to push trolleys. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Five dollars an hour. Yeah. That is below minimum wage. Yeah. So in cash too. So I was just oh, like, Jesus. here you go. So I, I worked the whole day. Nah. <laughs> I worked the whole day, fifteen bucks, or three hours. I worked three hours, fifteen bucks. That basically paid for my lunch. <laughs> so you're going nowhere. Yeah, it literally was not helping me. <laughs> So, yeah. I can so, see why it's a bad job that you didn't like. But having said that, okay, I, I want to make a quick point here. I met a fellow named Keith Bean. And I've never seen him, heard heard from him again. Cannot confirm he was a real person or he just was a figment of your imagination. He was definitely real. He worked with me and uh, I had a disagreement. Basically what happened was... Um, <clears throat> I'll tell you the story and then... Because that will give better explanation. So basically... Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I there was a different. My, my boss was away, and while he was away, he got another guy in who was a bit of a knob. Um, and this other, and so my boss always told me, when you fill up the trolley bay, you can have a break. Now remember, I'm a scrawny thirteen-year-old kid here, so um, very scrawny. Um, and pushing trolleys, man, it was hard, really hard. Um, anyway, and he said, when you fill the trolley bay, you can go have lunch. I was like, awesome. <laughs> Great, oh working boy. for cash, <laughs> working, oh boy, um, working for cash, five bucks an hour, only when you fill the bag can you go have lunch. Man, this sounds like a bloody sweatshop. What if people are taking trolleys faster than you can fill it? You never go They on were, I was, I was one little kid, it's hard to keep it under control when you're 13. Um, but anyway, I filled up the bay, went and had lunch, and then old mate who wasn't really my boss came and saw me, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just having lunch because, you know, I filled up the trolley bag. And he's like... Oh, no, it's not full now. That's because I've been having lunch for 15 minutes. <laughs> Damn it! And so then I got in trouble, and he told my boss, called my he's like, I'm calling the boss, calls the boss, I got sacked. So then I had a chat with old mate Keith, Keith Bean, who's been, who taught me a very important lesson. Now, he was, he was not the most, uh, not the most intelligent man, but uh, he taught me the importance of having a, a network, having a strong network and references, right? So... He said to me, he's like, oh, what happened? Because I was, he's a good guy. He's like, I like you. He got me a referral to another shopping centre to push trolleys. I was like, yeah, the chum side. So uh, then Keith, yeah, Keith, early on in my life, taught me that in very, that very important lesson about knowing the power of your network. And um, he got me that job at chum side, and then I pushed trolleys at chum side for a bit longer. Um, and then there's, there's more stories than that, but... Uh, yeah, the Chermside experience was another one. Made some new friends and learned things there. And Took a good thing out of a bad situation. Always. That's the way you got to look at life. Um, any bad jobs, Josh? Uh, anyone I haven't listed so far? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I. There's always bad aspects to jobs. Yeah, too. I, I was just about to say that. I don't. I wouldn't say any of my jobs have been bad. Oh, actually, I one of my oh, first jobs I had was uh, delivering newspapers around the street. Uh, again, mm, I was hard. about ten. That's quite a physical job. It was every Did Wednesday. You do it alone? Uh, my parents and brother and sister helped me. But uh, every Tuesday afternoon, we get home to my house. There'd just be a massive stack of papers. Yeah. And we would have to put inserts in, like the little advertising things. You then have to fold it, put a rubber band around it, and if it was raining, you also had to put it in this little plastic bag. Whoa. Then we'd fill massive garbage bags of those, and then we'd get up. Uh, we'd have to do that all on Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. 
your hands would be soaked in newspapering and then you get up first thing Wednesday morning and you have to walk around the streets and deliver one to every house. Man, that sounds like hell. It sucked. Why did you do that? Because I was little and I, so I don't know. Did your mum make you do it? Uh, no, my mum didn't make me do it, but she's like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, it's a pretty easy job, you know, it, you know, at the end of the day, like, you can do it at home, you don't have to go anywhere, like, you just walk around the streets, like, it's a good thing for you to, you know, get into working and get some money, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and then I did it for a couple of weeks, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, that's a terrible job. But she made me keep doing it. That's a fucking awful <laughs> yeah. job. That's probably the only bad job I've had. Jeez, I had another bad job. Uh, I worked at a butcher. I think I heard on that before. Worked at a butcher. That was uh, that was difficult, and um, I was scrubbing the trays. And the, what made it, it wasn't necessarily bad, but just was again thirteen. So this is while I was pushing trolleys there. I got this job for you know at the same time. So you could actually make some money. Yes, yeah, so I could actually spend everything you had. on my lunch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I uh, I worked at this butcher, and it was very confronting for a thirteen-year-old boy. Um, I mean, if you live out on the farm, or you know, if you yeah, I've not, I've been a grown, up, grown up in the city, so I've not had that exposure. Uh, but There's my big hunks of meat and dead yeah, animals. you see like yeah, dead animals hanging in the freezer. Um, having said that, my family's from the farm, but I never really had that um, exposure. But anyway, um, I had an experience that I'm, that I'm going to share. Um, where basically I had to hose down the, the floors and uh, all the gristle, you know, went out of the drain. This is after I like pulled the all the mints out of the mincer, had to make sure the thing was off and dismantle it and stuff. Mm. Oh man, that's scary. Um, thinking about the fact that that could turn on and mince your arm up. Um, my mum was a bit worried. She wasn't happy about me working at the butcher, but anyway, I, I only did it for a, for a week or two. I just couldn't hack it. Um, so yeah, I was uh, cleaned out the mincer, hosed all this stuff in the drain. And the and the butcher there was like, oh mate, just you know, pick up the gristle there. I'm like, oh, kind of hesitated, and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just because it's kind of gross. I was a very clean kid. I've always been a sort of a white collar dude, but which is funny that I'm a bartender now, working with uh, vomit, vomit, and you know, all sorts of bodily fluids. But um, everyone you can imagine. Yeah, every, yeah, everyone you can imagine, pretty much. Um, yeah depending on who you're going to kick out. Um, but yeah, anyway, so picking up this thing from... I went to go... I'm like, oh, hesitate about this thing in the drain. And he's like... He saw me hesitate and goes, mate, remember I'm 13 here. He goes, mate, how the hell are you ever going to finger a chick if you can't pick up Gristle? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh uh, <laughs> um, Butchers are always, like, pretty rough around the edges. Yeah, like yeah. That, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm 13. It was just confronting. And anyway, I'm like, oh. and then I go and I reach over and pick it up. And the whole time I'm thinking, man, is this what fingering a chick's like? <laughs> <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> How do you even do that? Um, <laughs> so that was my experience with the butcher. Okay. So yeah, interesting. Very confronting. Not necessarily a bad job, but, and no, by the way, for any of you listening at home, no, it is nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's know. nothing like picking up gristle out of the drain. No. Um, on that note... If he just what tells uh, himself that to try and make it, like, get his mind off it. He's <laughs> like, this is pretty gross, but it's like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, on that note, what, Josh, would be your perfect job? 
Hmm. Well, that's a very good question. Um, well, we wrote down. Yeah. Um, I would say that my perfect job would probably be something that uh, challenges me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I can use a bit of problem solving skills in. Have you thought about what this is got, like what it looks like? like to you every day, what it would be? I think it's um I think it's actually something that I've already set the wheels in motion in my new job I'm starting next week. Good. Like longer term. That's like, what you have I want to hear, mate. Have to climb the ladder obviously. But um yeah, like the, I wouldn't the, say obviously you don't have to. So tell me about what your job looks like. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, like I said, it's something challenging, something that makes me learn, something that makes me use a little bit of problem solving skills, something that uh you know maybe get a bit creative from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just lo- like always learning, always uh you know using your brain. So day to day, what do you see yourself doing? Like, what do you actually, what are you doing? I don't know. Who are you talking to? Have you thought about this? No. That's cool. I thought I'd ask. You've got to make it up as I go along, really. No, that, that's okay. Don't I think. I think thanks for your honesty. As you, as you gradually work it out, though, like you'll, you'll uh, gradually be pushed and pulled in the little decisions mm. we come along. See, I know, I know what I want to do every day. Yeah, I know. But you, you know that I've thought at length about you, it. You've like, told me at length about it as well. What, what is it? What do you think it is? Because, because... Well, it's like you want to... I don't think you know. Because I don't think I've shared it with you. Well, I think it kind of changes. Well, it doesn't change, but it takes on a different shape from time to time. Let me describe to you and our listeners... Go ahead. ...exactly what I want to do every day. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay? I want to spend my day reading, right? Learning, growing, going to the gym, meeting people, thinking, right? Staring out the window and thinking, coming up with ideas, contemplating very complex concepts in the world, in life, connecting very complicated um, systems, right? Connecting them, seeing how they fit together, doing a lot of thinking and reading and growing, right? So you want to be a philosopher? (coughs) Not necessarily. And then, because then I want to meet people and share those things with them. So I want to be motivating and inspiring other people to live fulfilled, happy lives. So that's what I do every day. So I already do that now. It's just monetizing that. You had, you had a little bit of that at the start of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I do every day. Can't help yourself. Just got to drop a bit of that knowledge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm all about. Like, every day. I ask, my two, I ask myself two questions every day when I wake up. The two questions are, how can I learn and grow today? And how can I help as many people as I possibly can today? What was what did you laugh at? <laughs> the other one is, uh, no, I don't. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm okay. gonna take that. I'll tell you. Later. No, it's 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 don't. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there you go. You've learned you learned a little <laughs> bit about us uh, yeah. this week. Um, probably more about James than me. But um, yeah, you know, James, James is all about that. All about that truth. All about that yeah. uh, honesty I, and deepness. But uh, and I'm very passionate about work, right? Because to me. Work doesn't need to be work. You know, when, when you when you wake up and go to a job, it isn't necessarily... Work. It doesn't have to be work for you. It can literally... It should be an extension of you, an extension of your personality and your life. So what you need to find, find for work is something that is congruent with who you are and, and what you want to do, what you want to wake up and do every day and tap dance to work. Yeah. 
So on that note, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, this episode has been paid and sponsored for by the upcoming gym sessions. Uh, yeah. Coming to a... Uh, gym session? J-I-M-S-E-S-A. Com- coming to a uh, service near you. Uh, but in the meantime, we've been the two mm. little J's. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm. If you did, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, both through SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. And uh, other than that, we'll catch you on the flip side next week. Thank you very much. See you then. Catch you later.